Well, we welcome you to White House First United Methodist Church, and we're glad that you have tuned in to our podcast today. Hope that you have enjoyed the thaw out for this past week and that life is getting somewhat back to normal for you and uh, whatever that means. But we are glad you're here, looking forward to what the Lord has in store for us in this podcast. And uh, also the reminder for you, if uh, if you wanted to come uh, to our Sunday night activities, we have activities for our children, our youth, and also our about adult Bible study continues in the book of Revelation. But we're going to get started with our time together today with a word of prayer. Gracious Lord, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for the opportunity that you have given us to come and to count our blessings, to reflect upon all that you are doing in and through our lives, and to give us a sense of expectancy of what is to come. Lord, help this time of scripture reading and hearing from you and these songs to be able to bring us closer to you and a desire to remain in that same direction. We love you and we thank you. And we pray these things in your son's precious and holy name. Amen.
So today we're going to be spending our time in Luke chapter 11, verses 33 through 36. In a lot of ways, this is continuation from last week. And if you did listen to this podcast or watched our Facebook or was here in person, you heard of the trade-in offer that our Lord is wanting to give to us. Now, yes, there's trade-ins that your vehicle or trading for something else, but our focus is on those spiritual things. And if we're willing to trade in our preconceived ideas of how our life should go, as well as our identity for a relationship with our Lord, we saw that the end of our time together last week focused on the passage of Scripture from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, that said, If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. So what does that mean? What does a new creation look like? What changes should be evident in one's life? We may know what it looks like, but no matter how much we understand it, it's good to be reminded every now and then It's one thing to know the image, but it's entirely a different thing to live it. And that's the question our Lord wants us to ponder this morning. Now, what do I do? Hear now this scripture from Luke chapter 11, verses 33 through 36. People don't light a lamp and then put it under a closet or under a bushel basket. Rather, they place the lamp on a lampstand so that those who enter the house can see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. But when your eye is bad... Your whole body is full of darkness. Therefore, see to it that the light in you isn't darkness. If your whole body is full of light with no part darkened, then it will be as full of light as when a lamp shines brightly on you. This is the word of God for the people of God, and we say, thanks be to God. Every time I read this scripture, I can't help but think of that song, This Little Light of Mine. Maybe you've heard that. Maybe you've sung it. It's a cute little song that brings so much understanding to the scripture that we just looked at. I pray that we Let our light shine, let it shine, let it shine. But there are several parts to this scripture that the Lord was showing me to make sure we understand and not just take for granted that we know it all, but to make sure we 
comprehend what Jesus is trying to get at in this parable. He's trying to show how the lamp mentioned in verse 33 represents Jesus himself. Whereas the eye that's mentioned in verse 34 represents our spiritual understanding and insight of our Lord. According to the parable, evil desires and giving in to temptations made the eye less sensitive and blotted out the light of Jesus' presence. Now, to put this on a level of 2024, if you're having a hard time seeing the Lord at work in your world or in your own life, might be good to check your vision. It's just like going to the eye doctor, seeing if you need glasses, if they're the correct power, or you need to increase the power on it, or if you need glasses at all. Some of you may do that yearly, while others wait a little bit longer than that. But in many ways, today is our exam. This eye exam is not something we need a chart, closing one eye and checking your vision. The test is really summarized in one question that we'll see in the notes. Are we allowing the light of Jesus' presence inside us to shine regularly all week long? Or do we hide it Monday through Saturday so that no one can see it? Hear me loud and clear today. Not saying that we have to be talking about Jesus every breath to do this. But it does mean that his presence in you should show up in how you act and react to situations. The conversations you have with others has the Lord intertwined quite often. And the care and concern that you have for others just oozes out. Some of that may not involve the first reading of a scripture passage. But it ought to be seen that the Lord is living in you and it's seen by the way we're acting and reacting. I hope that makes sense. Now, some of you may go in for a physical checkup. You always like to hear from the doctor that everything you're doing is doing great. Don't change a thing. Some of you might be hearing that this morning and you can honestly say, I do look for the opportunity to be a light and the vast majority of the time people can see Jesus in me. And I'll say, praise God. I hope that we can leave affirmed and encouraged to continue being a light to this darkened world every chance we get and utilize the gifts that our Lord has given us for His glory and not our own. But as much as I'd like to think that we're all in this category most of the time, I know that's not the case. 
Sadly, that light is not near as bright as it needs to be for many of us, including me. I know I'm lacking in this area at times when I'm at home, sometimes even here, other places. So I need this reminder today, just as much as you do, of what my life needs to look like and how to get to where I am a light for my Lord on a consistent basis. Wherever I'm at, however that light needs to be shined on a particular subject or person. If what I have been saying describes you, then you know that just as an eye doctor might change your prescription, give you a different power of lens for your new glasses, know that there needs to be a willingness on our part to allow more access of our Lord into the core of our life. And when we do that, more of Him will shine out of us regularly. But here's the problem. Maybe... Your doctor has told you you need to lay off certain foods. Maybe tells you you might need to shed a few pounds. Or you decide that on your own. You may listen and do exactly what he or she has told you to do for a period of time. Sadly, once the pounds stop coming off so easily or we're in the midst of other things that we really, really want to participate in that involves food of some kind, we tend to give up, lose focus on our goal. Well, folks, it's no different than with our walk with the Lord. We may commit ourselves to daily Bible readings and prayer all throughout the day and trusting in His guidance and not our own. Some of you may have made that as a part of a new 2024, being about the Father's business. Here we are, January 28th. How's it going for you on that? We may also make a conscientious effort of bringing the name of Jesus up in our conversations sharing the love of Jesus with others on a regular basis. And all that's great, but if we're honest with ourselves, sometimes that focus is lost for whatever reason. And the old saying of falling off the wagon happens. And if we keep falling off the wagon, some of us may get discouraged to the place of asking the question of what's the use Well, that question is why the Lord had us to hear these words today. If you are in that boat of being discouraged of where your life is right now and where you sense that it's heading, I want you to listen very close to what's on your notes. Our Lord is not worth giving up on. He never gives up on us, and He never will. It's not to say that the ruts won't happen, because we're all going to go through them. 
But it's so imperative that we not give up on our opportunity to be a light in this darkened world no matter how many times we fail to be a light. We can never say, I've done too much to be forgiven. I'm hopeless. If we say that, then we're doubting what the Lord has promised to us long ago. Words such as, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I will forgive your sins and remember them no more. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. And so on. Here's something else our Lord wants us to be reminded of today. It's also in your notes. And it is that our Lord doesn't expect us to be perfect, but consistent. Did you hear that? Our Lord doesn't expect us to be perfect, but consistent. We learn from our mistakes. That is a great step in the right direction. But if we think we failed and that it's no use because I'm going to mess up again anyway, then folks, I pray you've heard this word of encouragement today. In spite of this encouragement, I also want you to know that our Lord does have an expectation of us. And... That comes to us from John chapter 6, verses 28 and 29. Hear this passage. He has a question for us. And then he gives us an answer. The people ask, what must we do in order to accomplish what God requires? Jesus replied, this is what God requires. That you believe in him whom God sent. Folks, it truly is as simple as that. The way to please our Lord and to be a light that he has called us to be is simply believe in the one God sent into this world in the form of Jesus. Hear the rest of this. If we have that belief in Jesus, then we believe in everything he stands for. When we believe in Jesus, we know that we're not alone. When we believe in Jesus, we know He is there for us to help us with the tough times as well as the enjoyable times. When we believe in Jesus, we'll have the courage to share that love and that light with others so they too can put their trust and belief in Him. Do you see where this is going? That belief in Jesus is integral to everything we say and do. Folks, we try to make it so complicated at times when truly it is that simple. Our belief in Jesus should impact everything about us. And I pray that we've heard that today 
And that question that we started with, with what am I to do now? That question was asked. That's the, now what do I do is the title. It's what we started with. And I hope we just heard it to be answered again. You know the answer. Now the key is, with our Lord's help, to go out and live it. And to be that light. And to be that love. And to be that presence of our Lord in all that we say and do. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we come before you right now. In the stillness of this moment, to acknowledge how truly simple it is in some ways to believe in you. But God, that belief in you requires everything within us to be able to live out. Satan's going to try to take that light out. Going to try to tempt us to go a different direction. Going to show us an alternative lifestyle and a way to live instead of the way you've called us to live. Help us to see the great importance of not only talking it, but walking it. Be with any decision that needs to be made right now, Lord. Help it to be seen by all of us of the changes that need to happen. And for us to know that no matter how far down we are, you're still there. You still want to help us. And I pray that we give you that opportunity each and every day. We love you and we thank you. And we pray these things in your son's precious and holy name. Amen. Oh, Father everlasting, the all-creating one, God Almighty. Through your Holy Spirit, conceiving Christ the Son, Jesus our Savior. I believe in God our the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of
I believe in the resurrection 